everybody welcome in to episode 51 of the fused relativity podcast how's everybody doing tonight well that's a (laughs) sorry oh i sorry i was gonna say it's a rhetorical question because the people listening can't answer um i guess you could in the comments but I'm assuming you're talking because of TikTok. I'm also assuming because I was still muted. Oh, so sorry. I said that this has been an interesting week. So, like usual, we've we have some audio issues in the beginning. We had some last week too. Oh, I noticed that when I listened back. Yeah, it like I didn't do anything. It just cut off the first two minutes of audio. I I don't understand. Like, I haven't changed anything. When I go through and unplug my microphone, I have to go in and change every single setting to make sure everything's right again. It's a nightmare. I don't don't like it. But, so, back to what we were talking about. Uh, It has been an interesting week because, once again, uh, we've had a uh, TikTok go viral. Yes. This one's going to break a million, which is double what our last big video yeah, it's, did. So I had to I had to look into some of the numbers and I'm sorry if I'm I'm a bit loud there. Uh our first video that kind of went viral, I think it got to like 300,000 before it started slowing, but it was like weeks of constant likes. Um, Like, I'd wake up and there'd be 20 new likes or 30 new likes or whatever. Uh, This one is already at 700 and almost 800,000. It's been a second since I checked uh, because I've been working on so much stuff this week. Yeah, 785,000, which is like, it it is mind-blowing for a video that I made Tuesday morning. So it's been three and a half days and 700,000 people have seen it and 70,000 have liked it. And that is, it's a strange concept to me because I'm, I'm very familiar with the way YouTube works and YouTube, much like anything like you get, if you have a million subscribers, you're very likely to average about a hundred thousand views right off the bat of any given video and you'll occasionally have ones that do really well and get very popular, but you kind of have to have that base to begin with. You don't just, I shouldn't say you don't, but it's very rare to post something on YouTube and for it to get a million views overnight. I mean, obviously it happens with like, uh, What's the one? Like, Charlie Bit My Finger was a big one. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I don't really follow the trendy videos, but... Well, and it, it's, it's funny because I was joking with my coworker that, um, like, a lot of people think that once you start making TikToks, you're kind of pigeonholed into what... what your... Uh, what's your your viral video is? There was a there was a funny one that went around a few weeks ago, or probably a month ago. Time sucks as you get old. That it was like you know, once you make a viral video, you just keep making that same video over and over again. There, there's no making anything different, and uh, it it's it's not inaccurate. Yeah. But I don't necessarily agree with it because our other channel is, it's going. We just, I think it's, I think it's all relative to what kind of content you're putting out. Cause it feels like if you're putting out subpar content, you're just not going to get seen. But if you're putting out stuff that gets interactions, like the video that you put out 
<clears throat> big one that's going right now. I think we're talking 20, there was like 1,900 shares or 1,200 shares. It was a ridiculous amount of shares. And the more you get that, the better the algorithm does for you. And then future videos might get the same love. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I, that's why I just find TikTok strange. Like, a lot of people argue that it's like, oh, I have 100,000 followers on TikTok. You know, my video should be getting 100,000 views. That's not how it works. Like, both of our channels now have about 2,000 um, 2, followers, followers, which would mean, you know, in a logical sense, it would say, hey... I think I talked about this. This is all very familiar. But, it, it, you know, you would think, oh, 2,000 people are going to view your stuff every time. But that's not the case on TikTok because it's very specific. Like, a lot Robots of... Robots trying to control your world? No, yeah. no, no. It's it's all hashtags. And that's why people post without hashtags because then the algorithm is like, I don't know what the hell this is. So I'm going to push it to the the sample size of people and if it gets picked up by you know some of them then it goes and that's why we get there's videos that have no hashtags that are you know super popular but then you have like i the video i did was on animal crossing so animal i crossing is a video game uh, yes. that's insanely popular just in case anybody does not know and and it's also this this is a good segue um, while we're still waiting for Kirk. The amount of people that were like, if this technology was available as when I was a kid, uh, things would be so different. Because it is, it is insane how I can just be like, oh, I'm going to print an Animal Crossing village for my daughter. And the amount of people that were like, will you please adopt me? It was... Flattering, mind you, but well, you got a lot of best dads ever. So, well, I mean, I can see that. Here, here's my gripe with this. I, I, I don't see it as I'm doing anything extra. Like, I'm sure you're gonna find the same thing because you've got two kids yourself, and once they, you've already made your kids toys. Like you made them those ice cream cones. Yep. And yes, to you, it doesn't seem like a big feat because you 3D print, but. To someone who doesn't 3D print, it seems like a... Honestly, anytime you talk to someone about 3D printing who has never seen it or done it, their minds are just, like, blown because they don't really understand it. Even though, you know, you click print, you print a, pr print a thing, and then you're done. But they don't know that. So it seems like a daunting task. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it still can be. It's... A lot of people, you know, the oversimplification is you tell your printer to print something, it prints. And that's that. That's right. not exactly the case. Because I'm, I'm sure you're aware, like we were talking about it earlier. Uh, the Ender 3, although it's the most popular, it takes a lot of finagling and work to get that to be a consistent printer. Well, all I can tell you is that I've been working on my side project with these figurines for the last couple weeks. And in some cases, it's not as easy as print and go. And yeah. And I, I, I literally wanted to pull my hair out a few times trying to get these prints done because if it wasn't one thing, it was another. It was driving me absolutely crazy. And then I show up with uh, my fancy dancy resin printer and completely i don't know where that went but yeah like here's the, the here's the thing though what's funny is the resin print looked cleaner but i compared the two because i asked the guy who commissioned them if he liked if he wanted me to get that one and honestly he liked the the 3d model because it had more character in it it wasn't as smooth no, I I could absolutely see that. Um, in fact, did you know? I I wanted to pull this up, or because I I haven't seen it. There's an option to have like a fuzzy skin on the uh, the prints. 
Oh, on the resin one? No, 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 on the FDM print. I oh, think it's no, it's either it's either Cure or Slicer that's doing it, but yeah, it's just like a fuzzy. It turns the the outside of the print fuzzy. Honestly, dude, I uh, opened up a whole new world. Speaking of of Cura, I ho- opened up a whole new world because I was watching some videos on Cura while I was trying to do these prints, and I was if if. My knowledge of Kira was an ant. The possibilities are the universe. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. No, I. speaking of it, when, we, when I was trying to talk you through how to do this stuff, I found out that I've been doing – I don't know when it was added. I don't know what it was doing. But there is a, a support type that is – it's called Snug in Prusa Slicer. And it is so much better than uh, the default one. Dude, default default supports almost made me throw my printer away. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you've got... At least you have the option for tree supports. I wish tree I su- had that. Tree supports help out a little bit, depending on the where, how you're doing them. Uh, they can... If you have tree support set up for a whole for a large area it's not so great but it's definitely it's still better than the normal support yeah i it's just this whole week has been a uh it's been interesting because it it also brings into and i guess while we're we're still waiting here um i i noticed something and i guess it's i have a habit of picking out abilities that a lot of the 3d printing community is i don't know i don't know a good way to describe it without describing it and i kind of was hope waiting for kirk to come around for this one because it's it's kind of what my motto is going to be from now on go fast and fuck shit up No, no, no. I like it. I and like here's, it. Here's the reason. Because everyone's like, me and my wife both have the same problem. We try and take our time. We go slow. We, you know, we make sure things are good. But in that process, we don't ever get anything done. Like, I think it, there's a, honestly, John, I think there's a happy medium. And I'm, I'm throwing this at you because I am the go fast and fuck things up kind of guy. And normally, that doesn't always work, okay? No, I agree. But here's the reason why I say this. My videos, the reason why I think the videos that I have done have gone viral, like TikTok throws bones to people every now and then. Like, obviously, they want to keep people on the app. So every once in a while, they'll push their videos farther into the For You page. That's fine. I think in order to get videos that actually go viral you have to have at least a little bit of of foresight. And the reason why I think the video went viral is because it's a mix of ASMR and it was Animal Crossing. Because when I popped the plates or the, the roofs off the bed, uh, it was it was like just unexpected. It caught your attention long enough. And then I just immediately went to showing the thing. Now, I've never done that before. Like, the whole video was just going to be me ripping the roofs off the thing and then... But I was like, eh, I'm going to do this differently. And the video went viral. Same with the clip on Space Engineers. I think a big part of that is how I edit it. Because I took that part, and when I was listening to it, I edited out a lot of the dead air, which made it funnier. And I think well, that's why people stuck around and watched. And you could say that for anything. I mean, well, well just a case oh, in point, um, when you, you know, you could do a project and make it, you could take your time and do, you know, 50 different things to make it perfect. And it might not get anything. And then you do a 30 second video that you just threw together and it might go crazy. I think the data would say uh, 
it's 50 50. Well, there's not really, there's not a formula that you could say, oh, this works because it's not going to work day to day. Yes, but here's here's why I'm applying this to video making and TikTok and everything. It's because when I was talking to my wife and I was looking over a lot of her videos, like I try and support her. I go through and like her stuff when I see it pop up. Her stuff is very like I followed her a long time ago and I rarely ever saw her stuff on my my page. And I didn't quite understand why. And it's because it's very formulatic. She's copying what everyone else is doing. It's the same thing in the 3D printer sphere. They're using music. They're using the text-to-speech. They're doing, you know, they're doing everything the same. Everyone is acting ex or doing everything exactly the same. And you get pigeonholed into that group. Like, all of the 3D printers that I followed over the last, like, Ma a week because I've tried to get my our uh, fused relativity TikTok kind of more creative and artistic because I feel like that's where it is amazing how different TikTok is if you look at or you know go follow certain things but it's all formulatic like oh do this it's what I've been doing and it's got me some success. And then I come in and just say, fuck it, do something weird. Well, it's always good to be different. People like different. But I'm saying, just for your... Because I know you, I would say, rev it back a half. Ah! Go fast. Good. Fuck shit up. <laughs> well, and I, I, get, I completely agree with what you're saying. It's just, we needed a motivational tool that said... You know what? Screw it. We're going to do something different. Like, even with my daughters, it was the same thing. Like, they... They... Let me put it another way. It kind of fits my daughters and my wife and me. Uh, we don't... When we look at something, we think it's too large of a project. Like, both of my kids love drawing, and... They love different, or yeah, uh, I've I've lost myself in my own. Say you got a you got a little broken thought there. I'm gonna yeah. say this. Sometimes when I put my mind to do things, I just jump in and I do it. Fifty percent of the time it works. Fifty percent of the time it's a total failure. I'm okay with those ratios. But see, and that's I like what I mean. Just, I just jump in and I do it. And I just make shit up as I go, and hopefully it all comes together. Doesn't always work that way. Sometimes I end up just wasting time and money. So it seems like if you can find a happy medium of being, you know, slow and and methodical versus fast and careless, there's but, a there's a place in there where everything works. Well, but see that's. You're taking this kind of in a literal sense. I'm not saying, like, I'm saying go fast and fuck shit up, as in don't be afraid to make mistakes. Like, like push through. Mistakes are going to happen. It's a learning that, experience. That I agree with. I was just trying to throttle it back. That's I know. Just, I know. I'm I just, just reining you in. I just like the, the, the motto. I think it, it fits with a lot of things. But, well, not a lot of things. Go fast and fuck shit up does not fit when you're driving. That would be bad. <laughs> well, yes, do not do that. Don't listen to this podcast while driving and go, you're right. <laughs> and floor that's, it. That's, that's bad. Don't do that. But uh, the thing is, is you can't be afraid to jump into things. And we talked about this in our little motivational speech the other uh, week, which I was going to bring up on the and, and let you know that I took some of my my own advice. Me, me and Kirk said own advice, and I started kind of looking into things that I've been too, um, I don't want to say scared, but like daunted. Well, you know, oh, that that project is too too much. I can't. I'll never be able to learn it again. Well, go fast. Fuck shit up. Just jump in. Who cares if it doesn't work or you screw it up? Well. Sometimes yeah. that's good. Other times, it's not. 
you know, go mild and maybe miss. I that doesn't fly as well. When 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 using when using a mandolin slicer, don't go fast. Uh, you know, there's but it's it's situational, and I think motivationally, it's it's good to be able to just go. You know what? I don't know a damn thing about sound editing. You know what? I'm gonna look into that, and then you realize, okay, it's not as bad as you thought. You might still take some time to have to actually learn some of the stuff, but eventually you can make your way through. Absolutely. And that's that's the thing that I'm going to try. We're, we're going motivational again. Um, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, like, my biggest thing, especially when it came to 3D printing, and this is kind of what's I'm trying to wrap it back around, um, when we talked about selling stuff and all of that, that the, the task of it is just daunting because, you know, in order to, because I was looking at it to try and like, I had the numbers down for how much it, we would have to do to do it full time. And that's, that's, that's unrealistic. And that's mostly your fault. And I say well, that because of your, you know, the guy you uh, ran into that was running a print farm and, you know, doing thousands of dollars a day in sales. Here's here's the thing, though. That's where we differ because 90% of the time when we have an idea, I'm saying, okay, let's do it. Let's just try it. And then I know from experience that you're in the background going, hey, well, well let's look at this. And I'm saying, what do we got to lose? No, and you I know? agree. Again, this is where go fast, fuck shit up would have worked because I was trying to take it slow and do it cautiously. That's why I've got I've got a literal wall of octopuses right now. Um, that sentence is something I never thought I would utter. Um, but I have a wall, or hanging on my wall right now, all from one is a bunch of uh, keychain holding or I. I keep saying keychain or key ring. They're they're key holders. Plaques. I don't know the word to describe them. I, I I've completely lost my vocabulary over the last week, apparently. Well, and I you did this to yourself, but the next time we have an idea and I'm I'm like, all right, uh this is what we should do, and you're like, Well, let's I'm just gonna text back to you G F F S U. That's fine. And then, and then you're going to be like, damn it, he's right. Exactly. No, and I'm, I'm holding myself, my wife, my kids, all to it. It's like, I tried something today. Like, for example, I came up with the idea. I wanted to do a light box, but I wanted to do it uh, with 3D printing. And I thought, you know what? I could do There's a lot of different ways I could do it. I'm going to do it the way that's probably not going to work. And I just took a 3D model of an ATST, flattened it as much as I thought it would need to to fit inside of a light box, and printed it. And it failed. It was absolutely a failure. It it doesn't work. The support stuck to it. It is uh, it is a sad boy. But I've learned from that now. I now know that that doesn't work, and I've come up with a potentially better idea. See, there you go. You learn from your mistakes and move on. Exactly. As long as you don't mess something up terribly where you're costing yourself time, money, and headaches, who cares? Yeah, well, see, and that's just it. Like, so, again, to talk about uh, personal stuff, well, not personal stuff, but, you know, just a lot of the time when you're looking at creativity... Being creative is expensive as fuck. There's no ifs, ands, or uh, buts about it. Like, being creative is expensive. And when you're looking at stuff like that and you think about it, it gets, you know, that daunting task of, oh, if I need to get more paint, it's, you know, that's $20 here, $30 here, the canvases are... So we were... We were not 
trying to be restrictive, but we ended up being restrictive when it came to like painting and you know stuff like that, just because of the the potential cost. Sometimes you just have to say it's going to cost money. If if this is something you want to foster and improve, it's going to cost money. You, you can't you can't get around it. You you can't cheap skate out of art supplies. Like I sit here, I've got probably three, four. No, oh, it's probably closer to like five hundred dollars worth of filament sitting around me. But that's been over like four years of buying this stuff. And I I still get more filament. And I don't see that as an issue, but spending $20 on acrylic paint every couple of weeks just is like, oh, God, that's going to break us. It's not. Well, but it's still good to think about it that way as far as... Like, I obviously... Yeah, I'm... I'm... I'm just reining you in, but well, I'm saying I'm not saying like dump a whole can. You know, we still have a. Ow. Uh, we still have a bunch of acrylic. That's the other problem is we hoard stuff because we're like, oh well, we're gonna use it. And I don't want to use it now. Like I've got so much flow paint because of a project that I wanted to do in the middle of last year, and that we never got around to. But I was telling my kids, no, we can't use that because it's for a project. I had the projects long gone. If I needed to do it again, I'll just buy the $20 worth of flow paint again. That That's where I'm coming from. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, put the acrylic paint on, what is it, subscribe and save and get a new shipment every week. No, no, that's that's a bit on excessive side. But not being so dragon-esque and hoarding everything is what I mean. Sure. Well, I just got a text message from Kirk. He's still having, like, lots of problems with his thing, so I don't know if we're going to see Kirk. We will hold tight, see if he does pop in, but let's talk about some other stuff. Let's uh, go to space. I I'm, I'm Yeah. I'm changing subjects because we're uh, we're at 935 and it's time to change. So, ah, uh, don't worry. Let's... Your kids will be there soon enough, and you'll have to make the same choices. Like you, you don't understand how much money I've spent on Play-Doh and slime. Well, just you. I wait. know, I know. But <laughs> uh, so, speaking of uh, space news this week. We had been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. The supposed SpaceX, but really probably Chinese rocket, did crash into the moon this morning. Kaboom. But nobody knows what happened because it landed on the far side of the moon. I, so... thought, I thought they were... Um... See, I thought they were still going to do scientific experiments on it because it's they still have the equipment up there for that. No, so from what I read, the uh, they're going to have a, 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 what do they call those things, satellite or probe. Something's going to be on the dark side of the moon in a couple weeks, and it's going to take pictures. They don't actually think that there's anything left of the rocket. They think it's probably pretty much decimated so they don't actually think they don't think they're gonna get any sort of remnants or it hit the moon at 5500 miles an hour that's that's pretty fast yeah so i'm guessing that that uh we'll never know which rocket it was and spacex and the china rocket company will bicker back and forth as to whose it actually was but um, yeah, that's where we're at with that one. Uh, like, I mean, it's still going to be scientific data. And again, like we've said before, the moon doesn't count. So, or it doesn't matter what happens to the moon. We've already left a bunch of crap up there. We've fired well, rockets at it before. 
they were more interested in the crater that got made, I think, just to see how the crater was built and how it reacted and all that stuff. More glass beads. Yeah. See if we find more glass balls. I wouldn't be surprised. There had to have been some heat there when it exploded into the surface. Yeah, it's... I bet you there would be some glass balls that form from this. I mean, obviously at some point they'll have something up there to go check it out or anything like that. But, yeah, it, it, it's... Science is fun. I, I wish kinda... they would have had equipment up there to measure the impacts, but... And it, you just made me... When you said science was fun, I, I had this little flash of a thought that I was going to tell you about and I forgot was... Did you know that... Uh, so you know the, the CERN, the Hadron Collider? Yep. Uh, did you know that people were really afraid of that thing? Because they were worried that they were going to create a black hole. Yeah. Well, because you're you're firing particles at each other. Yeah, so they... But the thing is, is they had, like, lawsuits from people saying that it was too dangerous, that they were going to have... Build a black hole and it was going to basically suck the Earth. Well, here's the other thing, is there's a, a theory that uh, when they fired the Hadron Collider for the first time, it created uh, alternate realities. I did not hear that one. Yeah, I mean, it's not like typical conspiracy theory, because, you know, this one is fun and not dangerous and stuff. Well, then the, the flip side of the coin, which I found ultimately interesting, and what kind of caught me on this was, apparently... There has been researchers who have created synthetic micro black holes. I'm not 100% on the research as far as I'd have to look into it a little more. Like I said, I heard this on a podcast, but the fact I... that researchers have made, you know, pseudo black holes on Earth, that's crazy. I. Okay, I'm ass I'm assuming it's this. It it was it wasn't so much. It's an analog of a black hole. It's not a black hole. I would say because if it was a black hole, whoever made it would be dead. As is obvious. Right. No spaghettification of the creator. But the, uh, yeah, so it, it looks like it was, I, and I'm just looking at the uh, overview from Google, but it was a flowing gas that they used to, an absolute zero, and all sorts of special funness. Well, like I said, I didn't do 100% of the research because it was a podcast, and I was just listening to it, and I, I thought it was intriguing because... They found a lot of good, you know, eh, we'll say good or interesting or whatever research from throwing particles really quickly at the speed of light, almost the speed of light at each other. But, you know, there was a lot of people, I guess, wherever there's one, there's another. And well, pe people were like, hey, you guys are going to kill the earth. Here's the thing, though. They've already just, like, shattered some physics like multiple times, like every time they seem to fire that thing up, they they discover something new, and that's this is why I disagree with a lot of people that think they're smart, and even some of the people that are smart, and they sit there and they say with a hundred percent certainty, "This is how the universe works." You have no fucking clue. We know a fraction. Like a minuscule, almost zero amount of how this universe works. Like the, well, the, that's true. We have absolutely no grasp on anything, and you're gonna sit there and tell me faster than light travel can never exist. Really? 
hundred years ago, people thought if women got on trains, they would disintegrate or something, or the uteruses would fall out. It's like... Well, and that's not to say faster-than-light travel can't happen, but physics says that it shouldn't no, happen. No, physics says that it can the warp travel from Star Trek has been theoretically proven to be real. Yeah, but I don't buy that because why faster than only now this is I'm an idiot. Remember this. I'm not I'm one step above a gorilla here. So you got to take this with a grain of salt. But from my perspective, light is. It's the fastest thing in the in the universe, right? That's as yes. fast as things go. Yeah. How do you go faster than that? So it's not about going faster. See, that's where a lot of things it, like faster than light travel within like Star Trek's universe isn't the ship isn't going faster than light because that's impossible. What's happening is you're compressing space in front of you and expanding it behind you. That's why if if you were to actually take a ship and go get it up to light speed, it would take years, potentially. Even if it took days to get a ship up to light speed, it would take days to slow a ship down. Yes. What they're talking about is you're basically compressing so you're grabbing out in front of you pulling it in and that bubble you're writing that bubble so your ship is never going faster than the speed of light space is going faster than the speed of light around you right, which is still a stretch and yes i did mean that as a pun but it seems like a, a i mean to me that's unrealistic in the sense of what I understand of physics. And once no. again, that's not that's not a whole lot because I've said it, I'm an idiot. But it just seems like the idea of making a warp drive is so far in the future. Like, you know, it still seems like science fiction, futury stuff and we are many years ahead so well and this goes down like when i was telling you like the the world ending or the economy ending technology is almost being developed it, it doesn't seem to get a lot of of feedback like Food replication, if it becomes a reality, is going to completely dismantle all of the world's economies. Period. End of story. You can you can argue with me all you want, but the ability for people to print their own food will destroy the economy because the economy is based on people eating. Um, so the fact that faster than light travel... It seems science fiction, but so did printing your own food at some point in time. Well, but also, I don't know. There's people who still feel like the Earth is flat, even though pretty much everybody can tell that the Earth is not flat. But people still think that there's flat Earth, which is, I don't know. It, there's There's so many variables involved in... See something that we can't prove. I mean, here's the here's the problem with the flat earth. The whole concept when it was created was good. It was hey, remember the earth was flat, you know, 20 or 200 years ago we thought the earth was flat. Now it's not. Remember to always question science. Then a bunch of idiots picked it up and were like, <laughs> the earth's actually flat because reasons and if we've learned anything over the last two years, over the last four years, or ten years since social media became a thing, it is not hard. The human humans are not 
built for this level of of rapid information. Well, and just this case in point, I'm just going to throw this out there. The fact that people like Newton and Aristotle and all those smarty pants guys that Einstein and all those people who made these fancy equations and stuff, I could, you know, there's, their thoughts still hold up, and it's been a long time. Yeah, but we that, have people that are doing the exact same thing today. It's just... No, but we haven't advanced that far. Yes, we have 4K TVs, and we have uh, you know 5G networks, but we haven't... I don't think we've advanced as far as... I disagree. E equals MC squared. That wasn't that long ago. I agree, but in the term of industrial revolution that we've seen from Einstein until now, here's it's it's a long time. Here's the thing. He you know that because it's in a history book and it's fundamental to our our way of life. Um and you say we haven't learned more since then. Well, we have. We've got string theory and we have like, see, you sit there and you say, oh, we haven't advanced. But what about Hawking? Or, you know, there are people out there that are doing way more for science than Einstein and all of them ever did. We know their names because they're in the history books. History is currently being written. Oh, like, well, but... But wouldn't you say that in that sense, in that frame of mind, we have made leaps and bounds from the light bulb, correct? We have, we went from the light bulb to the LED. Eh. Right. I see what you're saying, but. That's the point is we went from, we went from a light bulb that Thomas Edison created to a, a hundred years later, we have the. LED and same thing goes for cell phones. You know, when Albert Bell made the this the telephone a real thing and then now we have cell phones which are little computers that we carry around, but is it really that impressive in comparison oh, over a hundred years? Yes. Way more so. Yes, as it's in more impressive, or yes, yes, as it's not impressive. No, it's way more impressive, and here's why. And it's gonna we were gonna talk about Russia, and this will lead into Russia. Look at what happened with them. They're still trying to push this narrative that it's, you know, they're going in to do this or to demilitarize or that you know the whole thing was a special military thing, and not full out war. It's because they're they have not advanced in the mental capacity past cell phones exist. And that's just because Putin's old as shit. Like when you say technology isn't as impressive, you could not go back a hundred years with your cell phone and say, Oh, Hey, look at this. Oh, it's nothing. You have the same thing. They would be like, no, we don't. Well, I can't argue that because I know they didn't have that. But in the same sense, don't you think if you took a cell phone to Albert Bell that he couldn't take it apart and go, oh, I see what they're doing? No, absolutely not. Because the early telephones, you should know this. You grew up with them. They operated on – no, no. They operated on by sending signal through a wire – to uh, the switchboard that was, you know, all the early telephones were massively complicated. And well, most uh, technology is massively complicated when but it first turns out. But it's it's nothing more than, you know, it was essentially two cups on a string. No, I understand that. But I'm saying... My my grand scheme point is we have made in, insane leaps. If you look at the TVs that we had growing up where they still had a dial that you turn the channel into 4K televisions that are cheaper than dirt now is because the technology has caught up 
and we are in an advanced age of televisions. But why haven't we gotten further than we have? Unless no, we have. We have well advanced past. Like I don't, I don't think you understand. Like you're looking at it from a technology standpoint, which is fine. But if you look at the there are new research articles coming out every day about different topics. Like the fact that we potentially have a cure for cancer now thanks to the mRNA vaccine. Or that, you know, I know there was some big buzz about the uh, Collider a month or two ago about how there is something new that's come out of it that it completely changes what we know about physics. Like, there are techno or scientific advancements happening all the time so then my next question becomes we started talking about space and it made me think about this i'm being like debbie downer boo technology but uh if we went to the moon in the 60s why aren't we on mars yet because there's no reason to there's no reason to and it's extremely dangerous from a governmental perspective because here's the thing Yes, we could get to the moon in the 60s. Was it safe? Absolutely not. We almost lost, what was it, Apollo 13? Like, yeah. there, was, there was issues on a lot of those Apollo missions that almost ended everything. The reason we did not go to Mars is because if you look at NASA, NASA is still trying to use 60s-era technology because that's where they're fucking stuck. They do not see the advancement of moving up in the realm of technology, despite the fact that there is, it's absolutely possible. Their plan was to use capsules to go back to the moon, which is just a dumb idea. And then if you take a look at Mars, like, sure, they have, they've been planning missions to Mars since the 60s. The problem is, you have a 90-day trip to Mars. Or not 90 days, it's like 9 months. You have this massive trip to Mars. Then you land, and you have, what, 1, 2, 3 weeks of doing science and collecting stuff. And then you have a potential, because if you, if you fly out at the shortest point, which is like maybe 6 months, you're not, when you take off, you're not going to be at the shortest point anymore, and you're going to have to catch up with Earth. Which means it could take 9 months, it could take a year to catch back up to Earth. Which means that this one mission to go to Mars and do a week's worth of, of research and scientific gathering will take up towards of two years. The amount of resources you would need to put onto a, a craft to support a team of three or four for two years is ridiculous. It, it would be astronomical. Well, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know why I got all like down on technology there based off of what we were talking about but it, you know it just kind of granted i'm i'm a big proponent proponent of the idea that our technology has grown insanely in the last years because every year it seems like we make some sort of stride forward with technology of any kind the fact that we're doing a podcast right now is something that in 2000 wasn't even thought of yet but it just seems like uh, maybe sometimes technology isn't moving as fast for our needs. No, it is. It's, I think there's a, a dreamer part of it. Like, you want technology to go even faster. Like, you think, you know, we should have faster than light travel. We should be at Mars. We should be doing stuff. Oh, well, I don't think we should have faster than light travel because I don't think it exists, but prove me wrong. I mean, yeah. Well, I, you're... Were you not the one trying to say aliens have visited Earth? Right, but they have better technology than we do, so, so they've they already have, figured it out. <laughs> so you can't say it doesn't exist and be like, oh, yeah, well, aliens have come because nothing would survive a trip to Earth uh, from another star. Well, it depends on the 
for the with scenario norm, but with normal it, travel yes say. and if you if you looked at just the the simplicity of what we think alien spaceships are then yes you would nothing could realistically make it this far but i don't know i think at that point i just want to want to believe that something else exists out there and i kind of have to believe that in the in the sense of the grand scheme of our universe it's just too big but i digest yeah digressed digest I'm having trouble with words. You must have gotten my head on that. Uh, I've, I don't even want to talk about words. The amount of people that said uh, "roofs" when I was talking, or because I I mess up words all the time, like just constantly. I mess up the pronunciations. I mess up the the words itself. I, I just have issues with words. I equate it to my me not being able to talk as fast as I. My brain goes, but when I, think I was the correct term is roofs. It is, or roofs, but roofs is technically a. It, it's not incorrect though. That's what gets me. Is everyone's like, "Oh, roofs? That's not correct." I'm like, "Yes, it is," because I, I looked it up. It's just an old version, and it's a version that was never used in America. But yeah, it, and we're in America, so it's roofs. No, it's ah, that's that's a bad take. Like you no, grew up. Not, I was listen. I got a story. I got a story. So, uh, you're probably out of the 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 uh, era of Peppa Pig, but yes. Are you familiar with Peppa Pig? Yes. So it's like a British pig cartoon. Anyway, Delilah loves it, right? So we let her watch it. No big deal. Until she started calling them tomatoes. <laughs> and then it was game over. So. Well, see, no here's, here's no the thing. Pig. And you are very aware of this, too. We grew up watching Murder, She Wrote, which I think was technically American, but Hercule Poirot uh, we watched a lot of British BBC on, I'm assuming it was PBS at the time. Like, we had exposure to a lot of outside languages through TV. Like, my favorite show growing up was Red Dwarf. And that's about as British as you can get. Yes. And it, it's, yeah, it's... That's something that I've been learning a lot, too, is, like, as language progresses, there really isn't a wrong way to say things. Like, a lot of people would disagree with that, and I, I used to be one of them, but it, it makes sense in the fact that, like, we're from Colorado. I don't perceive any, uh, I don't perceive that people in Colorado typically have a dialect, yeah, generally no, and I've had this discussion before. Uh, we have a dialect to other people, but not to each other. Just as well, the same as if yeah, everyone else has a you know. There's it's just perspective as to where you are. Because if we went to the south, we would have an accent compared to how southern but it's, people talk. As far as as like basic English, it's not di it's not too different. But when you look you know, at, you know what's really crazy is when you watch a singer from like uh, like Adele or Leo Maracchioli. Those are the two things that come to my brain. You see someone from another country who sings in perfect English, but then they talk, and you're like, "What?" The? It blows your mind because they, oh yeah, they they talk in such a crazy dialect. And then they sing in completely perfect English. It's weird. Well, and a lot of that's just audio tuning and fixing. But, yeah, it's just, like, soda is a great example. Because we grew up, you know, we would call it, like, pop wasn't a, a, 
it wasn't always used, but we, you know, if I said, go get a, go get me a pop, you would understand. Kind of. That just sounded weird when I said it. Yeah, because it's weird. Why would you say it that way? It's but, a soda. But that's just it. They're like, that is the normal dialect for people in other parts of this this country. Or like cola, or, you know, cola's a different one. It, it, it's just, I portray it to a lot of, Colorado is very mixing potish because we grew up right next to a military base, so there was, you know, all different nationalities and uh, ethnicities, and everything was kind of, we were exposed to. In fact, I, I seem to be the only... I, I can never find an article, and I'm going to blame CERN on this one. Um, but I remember Fountain, Colorado, where we grew up, uh, being labeled as the most diverse... Or it was in the running for like the most diverse city in the country. I'm not uh I'm not ignoring you there. I just lost focus and then speaking of off focus, let's go to off topic because it's that time of night. I know Kirk's not here. I'm really bummed that he was not able to to pop in tonight, but what are you gonna do? Technology, his computer didn't work. But I have an interesting off topic for you, John, that actually ties into stuff we've been talking about tonight. Are you ready? Go for it. So a doctor <laughs> in California 3D printed the world's largest human sculpture. Okay. How tall do you think it was? Oh, this is a very Kirk-esque question. Um, seven feet. It was... Uh, <laughs> so the first one he printed was like 11 feet tall and then it wasn't big enough because someone had printed a 12 foot human sculpture so he made this 3D sculpture 19 feet 10 inches tall okay and essentially it would be as if a person had a 40, size 45 shoe interesting that's, that's pretty big and uh, he, he printed it as something to put on his billboard in Los Angeles to promote his urgent care centers that he owns. Uh, that's just sad. <laughs> it, took, it took a team of nine people 12 weeks to assemble the statue. So that's a lot of little 3D prints that you're gluing together. That sounds terrible. Yeah. That's that's no fun. So that was that was my off topic. I thought it tied in fairly well to what we were talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> I it uh, my off topic I'll talk about uh Social ineptitude. Like, I hate social media in essence. Which is why it's funny that I've made now two viral videos. But, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. Because on one hand, I'm like, oh, the notifications are finally slowing down. On the other hand, I'm like, oh, the notifications are slowing down. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Yeah. But no, well, it's I, funny though. That's the whole. That's the whole draw to. Uh, you know, that's the whole draw to the. That's what they're trying to do. They want you to be. No, but that's that's not exclusive to TikTok. Uh, that was everything. YouTube, like the fact that I had one video on YouTube not go viral, but it was viewed, was impressive. And, 
I don't know. It's just for all the years and times I've tried to do social media, the fact that we're I'm succeeding and especially succeeding. This is the joke I was going to tell you. Um, did you see the the TikTok of the Isabel statue I did, the one with the shotgun? I yes. <laughs> anyway, I was joking at uh my my TikTok thing is going to become nothing but uh, Animal Crossing and cosplay. And I'm going to have to cosplay as Isabel with a shotgun. My daughter hates that concept. Okay. See, this is lost on you because you don't know uh, you don't know the uh, the game itself. Neither do I, but I still find it funny. So, one last thing. I don't know if you saw the other thing. I got flexible PLA. Which is cool. And I printed with that. It's definitely... I had to mess with some settings, and I think it would be better in a smaller or in a more sturdy print. But the dragon scales I did with it, uh, they worked. They're flexible. They're soft-ish. They just, uh, they don't like being printed in the flexible stuff. They wobble around too much. Interesting. Well, the, uh, when you say wobble around too much, what does that mean? Uh, I don't have a picture of it, I don't think. But, so, it prints in, uh, there is a, uh, a beam that runs up the back of the dragon scale that the zip tie goes through so that the, the scales can slide and move and all of that. Uh huh. But it is a very thin beam that runs from the bottom. It's connected at the bottom and then runs all the way to the top. Okay. When the printer is printing at the bottom, everything is fine because it it's, you know, the base is still fairly wide. Everything's, you know, good. It's still close to the, the bed. But as it goes up, it starts moving around as more because it's flexible. When the printer's trying to print, it, it's moving the the bar that's going up. So you end up with these wobbly lines that go back and forth as it's trying to print, and then it connects back up and looks good. Like the front of the dragon scale looks as good as any of the 3D ones I, or the ones I've 3D printed so far. The back looks bad. Huh. So I I don't know. It it's it's a different thing that I, I'm gonna have to work on and deal with and figure out how to how to do. So back to our old thing. Go fast fuck up. Well, yeah, I mean at some point you just gotta but, do what you gotta do and I don't know, it's just uh, this has been kind of a, a it's been a different one I think yes. we were expecting to have Kirk come along and the fact that we didn't has kind of thrown things off like I, I fully admit I didn't plan anything for this one but that's mostly because I've been dealing with TikTok and 3D printing and I didn't even get into the insane amount of x-ray markers I have. Like, you you don't... I bought a laminator. Uh. <laughs> and it, it... The amount of things that I, I want to do, it just keeps ramping up. And I don't have enough time in the day. Which sucks. Also enough printers. Well, I don't have enough printers. Well... It happens, but it has been in a different show. Uh, Kirk didn't make it on. His computer is not working, unfortunately. But you know what? We made a show. That's what we do. We survive. Kirk will be leaving here in the next episode or two, depending on if he counts this one or not. Uh, so, you know what? It'll just be me and John, and we'll uh, keep making this as we go. 
but uh, I think we can kind of wrap this one up and and move along. And and yep. you know what? Not all of them are going to be gold, but Kirk helps out to make it a little a little bit better, just to break things up a little bit. And he wasn't here tonight, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll see him next week for sure. Yep. So well for everybody out there, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week. We will. Are we going to be on tomorrow? Uh, so I had some ideas about that. It's a possibility. Okay, well, uh, me and John will talk about that after the show. We don't need to bore you with that. Uh, so do check us out tomorrow. We will maybe probably be on tomorrow night. We will. Uh, you'll get the notification. You'll know. And uh, we'll be on. So thanks again, everybody, for listening tonight. Different show different feel but you know what go fast and fuck shit up and until then go boldly friends <laughs>